can't will into existence. New clients, extra money, bills paid in full, an up-leveled lifestyle. For that, you need something more. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life where we take the time to explore the intersections of the psychology and emotions of money, as well as the math of it. Because these are the elements that impact your results, your feelings, and your experiences with money. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I am really, really glad you've tuned in. By the time this episode goes live, we will have just wrapped the pricing masterclass for Q1. But if you want to join us for Q2, that is happening in June. So you can go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. Again, jacquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. Now on to today's show. If you ask any of my clients or friends, they will attest that I am known for saying you can't think your way through to the other side of a problem or challenge. In fact, I have an evergreen social media post that reflects this. And if you want to see it, you can go to Instagram, you can go to Twitter, you can even go to LinkedIn and you will find it there. And my position is that mindset gives you perspective, but perspective alone doesn't change anything. You must pair mindset with action, which must also be coupled with your process. This is the combination that leads to an outcome. I thought of this as I read an article recently, one that got me all wild up. You should see some of the text messages and Instagram direct messages that I sent to some friends and colleagues when I was like, did you see this article? Because as critical as I can be about aspects of my industry, I can also be protective of aspects of it as well. So I just about hit the roof when I read about the recent growth of money manifestation coaches. Coaches who do not have any traditional financial training or experience in the industry, and yet they are providing financial coaching to others. Though in all fairness, one of them does indeed have have an MSW or a master's in social work, but at least according to this article, it didn't expound upon whether or not that person specializes in financial therapy, for example. What they did do though, is they held up these manifestation coaches in terms of the lifestyles that they have created for themselves as examples of the same sort of financial success their coachees can also attain. This bothers me in general. And some may call me out and say that, you know, I am being elitist due to the stance that I take in this regard. Call me that. I really don't care. It, it, it really, really irks me when people are providing financial coaching to others and what they are leaning on is 
I was in this situation. It's almost like the hero's journey. I was in this situation. This is what I did to get out of it. And here's how you can do it. I'm not saying that there isn't a place for those sorts of of stories and examples. I just really have a hard time when those folks are now deemed financial coaches. But it really, really irks me right now because this rise in money manifestation coaches is happening during the pandemic when some people who are feeling really financially vulnerable are seeking guidance and relief. But you know, there's nuance in everything. So let me share some context for you in terms of where and why things get a little bit tricky for me in this regard. And let's start with the fact that who am I? Who am I to chime in on how people make a living, whether they work inside or outside of my industry? Like really? <laughs> my personal you know, opinion on this really doesn't matter, so I gotta acknowledge that. Um, but likewise, I also can't take away the agency of the people that are hiring them because those people have full and complete agency to work with whomever they want, however they want. So that's the first thing that kind of makes this tricky. The second is that as someone who does pray and meditate and journal, I know the value of these personal practices in both good and bad times. However, I don't like it when they are used as manifestation tools. It, it, it infuriates me. <laughs> it really does. And not only that, again, in my humble opinion, these practices, while they can help you navigate your emotions, they alone won't fix any money problem that you have or any challenge that you might experience. They alone won't pay that bill that is due or finance the desire that you have. I'm sorry, it just doesn't work like that. You know, whether it's about business or money, the whole notion of build it and they will come, that approach just doesn't work. Like I said at the top, you can't will into existence. New clients, extra money, bills paid in full, and or an up-leveled lifestyle. For that, you need a vision, you need some goals, you need a strategy, and you need to have some tactics that you are implementing. But here's the third reason that I want to give some context. And again, there's a lot that I don't know, right? So perhaps it wasn't the intent of the journalist, perhaps it wasn't the focus of the article, but there wasn't any space dedicated to describing any of the processes used by the coaches that were profiled. Sure, their workshops were mentioned, their online courses were mentioned, their books were mentioned, but omitted were details about the processes that they use to help their clients achieve results. So that omission, that raises my skepticism, not about the journalists, but about the coaches. Because how are you going, like how are you taking people on a journey from the left side of the line to the right? How are you taking them for A to B? And if I were sitting across from you, Yes, you would see me in all of my, you know, fullness of animation along with a little bit of a side eye. 
And here's why I have such a strong reaction. At the end of the day, I simply hate it when it seems people are being hoodwinked and taken advantage of, be it by manifestation coaches or some other financial professional or any professional for that matter. Yet, and here's the rub, a few of the things that the coaches in this article advocate do indeed make sense, like setting goals. Hello? (laughs) Like believing that what you want is possible. Because look, after all, if you don't, it's kind of difficult to stick with doing the hard things or making the hard trade-offs and the choices that you sometimes need to, to make as you are making something that is, you know, something you can't see right now, but it's a desire as you're going through the process of, of shifting that from invisible to visible. Like having focus, like, you know, the practice of expressing gratitude. I'm all in for all of that, right? In my opinion, these are all necessary components to experiencing financial success, whether you call it manifestation or something else. However, a few things jumped out at me as I read this article, and it's things that I believe have the potential of setting people up for emotional and financial setbacks, and maybe even more frustration. For example, the article talked about you know, doing all of these things so that you don't worry. As if the notion or the goal should be not worrying because that somehow means that if you are worrying that you are not a good manifester. I call BS on that. In my opinion, the goal isn't to avoid worrying. Instead, it really ought to be an invitation to notice when does worry surface and an invitation to become curious as to why. Because engaging with your worry is an opportunity for you to gain tremendous insight and insight that will help you make the best next choice as well as to have a fuller understanding of what is the best next step to take. Also, as I read this article, there was a glaring absence of manifestation coaches who identify or look BIPOC. (laughs) Like I literally went to every single uh, person that they mentioned in the article. I went to their Instagram feeds. I went to their websites. So I'm not just basing my reaction purely on the article. I just don't know what the constraints were for the author, for the journalists. And I don't know what she did or did not ask the folks that she profiled. But when I go to their sites, no color at all. (laughs) They didn't mention identifying as such, and they certainly didn't look as such. And so what that makes me wonder then is that when you get inside their workshops, their online courses, or if you open their books, it seems to me that it's not too much of a stretch to assume that there isn't any acknowledgement of the systemic factors that may get in the way of their coaches manifesting. And here's one more thing that I noticed. And again, there's no way for me to tell if this is due to the parameters placed on the journalist by the publication or if the coaches profiled didn't address it in their interviews. 
But a question that I left the article, and I read the article three times, <laughs> just to like really kind of figure out what is it that I am like really reacting to. Um, but I was curious around, well, wait a second. What happens when the coachee manifests something, but not what they initially attended? Does it still count? Do they still get credit for manifesting? People without financial training or experience providing financial coaching is what initially rankled my feathers. And again, I own it. This is me being protective of my discipline and my industry. I was also annoyed, though, by the selling of positive thinking as a way to replicate the abundant lifestyle of these social media slash celebrity money coaches. In my opinion, unfortunately, it's a combo that can actually overshadow the benefits of positive thinking. And it, this article just didn't do a balanced way. It just didn't address this in a balanced way. So my reaction and frustration aside, here's what I am curious to know. Have you ever leaned into the practice of positive thinking to help you make financial choices? Did you find that it improved the quality of your choices? Did it help you feel better about what you were experiencing? I ask these questions without any expectation of there being a right or wrong answer, because I don't think there is. I don't think it's that binary. I think if anything, it's more gray. And in case you can't tell, I do believe that there are benefits to positive thinking. Having a positive mindset can impact your perspective. It can also influence the actions you take and the process that you follow. And you know what? It also helps to shape how you respond to the outcome, especially when the outcome is different than the one you wanted. But it can never, ever replace doing the work of having a vision, creating goals, making a strategy, and following some tactics. And might I add, being flexible so you can adapt to evolving circumstances. Well, that's it for my rant, <laughs> aka that's it for today's episode. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way until the end. If you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast, this episode, please share it so we can reach more people. And as I've said in more recent uh, episodes, I'm asking you to do that because it was brought to my attention that not every platform gives you a chance to leave a rating or review, but you can still help us spread the word by sharing it. So I ask you humbly to do that. And again, it's a few months away, but if you'd like to join us for the next Pricing Masterclass, that will be on Thursday, June 10th at 4 p.m. Eastern, still via Zoom. And you can get all the details by going to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash jacquette. Again, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, tremendous thanks for tuning in to today's episode, for giving me the space to share my rant. Um, and may you have a great rest of your day. Until next time, remember, it's about more than money. 